you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside the Admiral Akbar Bajabiamila, Adam Rank, and Michael Fabiano as we give you all the fallout from Week 9 in the National Football League. What to do with Nick Foles and his not two, not three, not four, not five, seven touchdown passes. From Sunday, how about Case Keenum? Riley Cooper will give you our big waiver wire targets and early look at them for Week 10. Adam Rank will tell you about all the players who helped absolutely nobody this week and what we all learned from Sunday's action. All that and more coming up right now. Mike, we'll start today expressing our best wishes for Texas head coach Gary Kubiak and Broncos head coach John Fox as they deal with health issues. We wish them a very speedy recovery. Our thoughts are with their families and their teams during this time. Now, of secondary importance today here at NFL Network, a very special day. Ten years ago today, we signed on, have been growing ever since. Fab's fantasy football has grown a lot over the past decade. What do you remember from fantasy football back in 2003? Well, I was about three years into the industry at that point, and the Internet was booming, and you started to see fantasy football starting to pick up. I never thought it would turn into this, though. It's been great. I remember doing the, doing the stats by hand, being the commissioner, waiting for the box no. scores to come over. USA All Today, right, here we go. pen and paper. <laughs> that was always the official box score, right? That's what we always used. <laughs> now let's get into some Week 9 chat, and we start with the final game of the week, the Bears and Packers on Monday night, guys. Thanks, Jason. Bears-Packers Monday night. He is the former Raider, Akbar Baja Bia Miller. I'm Adam Rank, and the big name that I'm looking at right now Brandon Marshall, he's got a new quarterback. How is that going to affect him? Well, things can change, especially when you think about the fact that he has now Josh McCown throwing him the ball. And, you know, you start thinking, is Brandon Marshall going to be effective? Well, of course he's going to be. That's because Mark Tressman's offense is still going to be very productive. Don't expect the same type of explosion, but I still think that Brandon Marshall is going to pop a couple big ones uh, against this Green Bay Packers uh, secondary. And now this defense hasn't been as stout as they used to be. And so Brandon Marshall has a very good chance of succeeding. Luke McCann will also probably be paying attention to Matt Forte. We'll talk about it. Yeah, well, you, Matt Forte hasn't always had the biggest games against the Green Bay Packers. No. Nope. But I think this game right here is going to force the Packers defense to respond to this 
to this offensive weapon. And why? Because he may not always be able to throw those deep balls to Brandon Marshall. And so where is he going to look to? He's going to look to check down. He's going to check down to Matt Forte. Matt Forte is going to be using the screen game as well. But that's the way Mark Tressman's offense work. I think if you like check downs, you're going to like this game out of the Chicago Bears. Let's take a look at our projections for the Chicago Bears. Matt Forte, big. Now, normally, Akbar. I like to project if I need a big game from, let's say, Matt Forte, I will project those points. All right. I need about 80 from him in our yeah, NFL yeah, Amway. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. But I, will, I, I, do, I do like the fact that, you know, when you look at 16 points, 13 points that I have there for those guys, those are still very good numbers. I mean, very good numbers out of these guys. So it's going to be a good fantasy night for those guys. On the other side of the football, Jordy Nelson has established himself as the number one receiver for the Packers. What are you looking for him or what are you looking for from him tonight? I'll spit that out at some point. Yeah, well, I, uh, Jordy Nelson, another guy that's going to have a big night. This secondary for the Chicago Bears, they've struggled. And Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers, they have that chemistry that I think you can't deny. And we thought that he was going to lose some of that, losing Randall Cobb. Perhaps maybe, you know, guys will start to focus more on Jordy Nelson. But Jordy Nelson has stood up and he stood proud in this offense. You can see Aaron Rodgers finding him all the time, like the deep bombs right there to to Jordan Nelson. Our Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano was high on Eddie Lacy for the entire preseason. What are we seeing out of him right now? Well, you know, I, I once I, I had a thought when when Michael Fabiano start, started talking about Eddie Lacy. And I said, well, you know, he's a young guy, but he's come out there and he's run with this aggressiveness that we haven't seen in a Packers running back in a very long time. His sure. tenacity is showing they're relying on him. Now, for fantasy owners that has Eddie Lacy, don't be scared because all of a sudden they're going to reduce his, his – they're trying to take care of him as far as his carries. Yeah, Jimmy Starks is just a minor sleeper, not anything to be really concerned about. Here are our projections for the Packers. And you look at it, everybody's just – I would say everybody. The two of us are looking at a lot of points from these guys, especially from Aaron Rodgers, who continues to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in fantasy football. You start them each and every week, and a lot of the a lot of the Packers. You're starting them every yeah, week. Yeah, all those guys, I mean, there's no doubt about it that you have to play those guys. Who else? What are your other options out there when you're looking in fantasy? You better play it's those It's Monday guys. night. We're yeah. committed. All right, for Akbar, I'm Adam. Jason, let's go back to you. Thanks, guys. Saints running back Darren Sproles left Sunday's game with a head injury as we get to the injuries from Week 9. We certainly wish him the best and hope he gets back in the lineup as soon as possible. But one thing we saw, Fabs, was that the offense changed a little bit with him out of the lineup. Is this going to mean more for Mark Ingram? You know, Mark Ingram is a guy that I simply don't trust. He was active against the New York Jets, at least in theory. He didn't really do much. This means a lot of Pierre Thomas, in my opinion. And if Marcus Colston returns next week, he'll obviously be more integrated into that passing game. But this is a big loss for the Saints. Darren Sproles is one electric player. Darren McFadden's injured hamstring flared up again against the Eagles Sunday, forced him to miss the second half. McFadden said after the game the injury is the same hamstring he had injured earlier this season. This means go out and get Rashad Jennings. No doubt about that. He had a very big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. He's got a matchup against the Giants coming up next. So Rashad Jennings now one of the guys you want to target on the waiver wire. In Houston, Texas running back Arian Foster left Sunday night's game in the first quarter with a back injury. He did not return. Been a tough season for Foster and his fantasy owners, Fab. So obviously, you just have to monitor this as it goes along and just take it week to week with it. If you have Foster, pick up Ben Tata's insurance. Otherwise, you're exactly right, Jason. This is a week to week injury. And you benched him last night in the experts, so you played Zach Stacy over him. Yeah, I did because Zach Stacy has just been hotter than Arian Foster, and Arian Foster's hamstring, it scared me. 
All right, let's take a look at some of the other injuries from Sunday. Terrell Pryor was having a nice day in a big defeat to the Philadelphia Eagles. He left with a knee injury, though he said it's not too bad. Kyle Rudolph, though, Fabs, out at least four to six weeks with a fractured foot, so he'll go after his replacement. Well, John Carlson is going to be his replacement. I don't know if I want to start him in my fantasy league, but a guy that you do want to pick up off the waiver wire at tight end, Timothy Wright. All right, again, all these guys get back to action as soon as possible. Some positive news from Buffalo. Quarterback E.J. Manuel has been cleared to return to practice, though remains to be seen if he'll actually play in Week 10. What would his impact have on the offense? Well, to be quite honest with you, E.J. Manuel had a good rapport going on with Stevie Johnson, but I don't know that there's a huge uptick in terms of fantasy value for Johnson or for Marquise Goodwin or any of those Bills wide receivers. Manuel's still a rookie, but I think he is an upgrade over Thad Lewis and clearly over Jeff Toole. Yeah, and one thing we saw, even though Jeff Toole played yesterday, you still saw good days out of C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. Correct. So no matter who the quarterback is going forward, you can at least play So Manuel guys. will at least help them a little bit. Yeah, now how about Nick Foles, who had not two, not three, not four, not five. Really I believe gonna it. Keep going? I'm going to go all the way to South Beach. <laughs> Seven touchdown passes for Nick Foles, over 45 fantasy points, Fabs. Is he a guy you can start now? No doubt about it, although I would temper expectations. Remember the last time earlier this season Nick Foles had a big stat line? The following week, we all loved him. We said play him against the Dallas Cowboys, and he had a pretty rotten line. So this is not a guy like Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. He, to me, is still a matchup-based starter. And here's Foles after the game on his historic performance. I was told of it after, and, you know, I, whenever I've looked at records throughout my whole life, I've always, you know, the greatest thing about it is the guys you do them with. So it's something that's special for the Philadelphia Eagles organization. Um, we were able to spread the ball around, but you got to look at the key components that went through it, you know, the O-line blocking, guys running great routes, making huge catches. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special moment for the organization, but it's special for all our teammates. We just got to keep getting on the right path. Big day for Nick Foles. Own him going forward. Certainly an offense that puts up 400 yards a week no matter who the quarterback is. You can own him. For a while, though, Fabs, on Sunday night, looked like Andre Johnson was going to catch Foles in the first half. Unbelievable. He was just dynamic. We had two players score 40 fantasy points this week. That almost never happens with Foles and A.J., who looked reborn under our guy Akbar's quarterback, Case Keenum. He looked fantastic. He gave a spark to this offense. I approve of Case Keenum <laughs> being the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans because I have Andrew Johnson in one of my leagues. And we've seen this. Andre Johnson will be invisible for weeks and then have a four-week stretch where he's incredible, and you're like, oh, yeah, we got to play Andre Johnson. But you forget about the four year. weeks before. Yeah. All right. Coming up, we'll tell you what to do with all your fantasy disappointments from Sunday. Do you start them, bench them, trade them, or drop them? There are some players I'd like to drop down a well and yell, you goody, after them as they fall. That and Sunday's top performers are next on NFL Fantasy Live. You like the Goonies, right, Fabs? What an amazing touchdown by the best running back in the NFL. One play, they've converted. A 19-yard run by Chris Johnson. Was run over by the Graham Central Railroad. Romo to Harris. They made it up together. Tying the Eagles' all-time record with his seventh touchdown pass of the game. When you're on the go, the only place you can watch in-game highlights is NFL Mobile. Download it on your smartphone today and follow your NFL.com fantasy team. Get breaking news and up-to-the-minute scores for your favorite team. NFL Mobile is free, so go to your app store or NFL.com slash mobile. That's NFL.com slash mobile to download today. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano and Adam Rank are going to talk about our Week 9 disappointments. How disappointing were these guys? Should you bench them? Should you start them? Should you trade them? Or should you drop them? Since it is 
couple of days after Halloween. Right. Like, we could pick out like it's Halloween candy. Oh, the candy's left over, yes. Yeah, exactly. All right, here's some of the fantasy disappointments from Week 9. Jordan Cameron, who was Good so lady. great earlier this season. The Seahawks defense, whom everybody loved. Look at the big names on here. Ray Rice, DeMarco Murray barely carried the football. Des Bryant, RG3. This is not your garden variety. Ah, oh, just some guys had a bad week, guys. Huge names. And Jordan Cameron, I think we can allow him one bagel because he's been so good for us all year. All right, not so going to put up big numbers every week. He's now used it up, though. Yes. Oh, no. It's like your mulligan, right? Now you have to be good for the rest of the season. (laughs) All right, so let's look in here and see who we have, and we'll pick out some guys. Oh, it's D'Angelo Williams. Very, you know what? I cannot start D'Angelo Williams anymore. It's, it's such a, a horrible situation, so I'm going to bench D'Angelo Williams. Hold on to him just in case something happens, things turn around at that, in that backfield. But with D'Angelo Williams now splitting carries with Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert vulturing all kinds of points, I can't start him anymore. Fast. All we need is Deshaun Foster in there as well, <laughs> and we'd have a real mess in that Carolina backfield. You're right, Jason. Right now, none of these three running backs is more than a flex. And Mike Tolbert has actually been the best player in that backfield if we're talking about consistent production. All right, let's look in here again and see what we got. Oh, I'm surprised there's anything oh, left with you, you around. Can, you yeah. can just spread it around the table, too. It's a, well, it's, it's in the thing. It's okay. a big surprise. Gotta, it's like, it's like paid, Plinko. We paid all this money for this prop. <laughs> we're going to use it. DeMarco Murray is the candy that I pulled out. And you know what, Fabs? DeMarco Murray is a guy who looked like he was off to have a great day on Sunday, and he didn't. This was a great matchup. The Vikings had been awful against running backs, so bad that they had allowed the most fantasy points to running backs on the road. And what do the Cowboys do? They give DeMarco Murray four carries. Four carries. They had nine carries the whole game. That was a franchise low. I don't get what the Cowboys were thinking in this contest. Maybe it was because the Vikings were moving to safety in the box, so Romo audibled out of the runs and threw the ball a little bit more. But I am not worried about DeMarco Murray. He's playing the Saints coming up in Week 10, and they just let Chris Ivory run all over them yesterday. I am sticking with DeMarco Murray. I keep starting him. All right. So you you found a good piece of candy in what's left over from the last few days. (laughs) I did, yeah. This is... Good candy right here. All right, very it's good. like when a hundred grand bar just got right oh. You're like, oh, look what I found. Charleston yeah. Chew. Oh, oh and a Steve Smith just came out. Steve, Steve Smith is also tough for me to start, right? Because this is a situation in Carolina where Cam Newton is really becoming more and more the focal point as weeks go on, right. just like he was in the last couple of years. And Smith is too inconsistent. He's getting the targets, but he's not the Steve Smith of old. I'm not going to drop him, but right. he's going to sit on my bench. Yeah, and it's just the way that the Panthers run that offense. I like them in real football. I really like what they're doing, the way they're mixing in D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart, Mike Tolbert, who Michael was just talking about. And it seems like when they do pass on those rare occasions, it's going Going to Greg Olson. He's the most uh, consistent receiver there. All right, let's go back in here and see if I see. You know, this candy looks familiar, by the way. It is, you know what? I, I, I forget where I we got. I see a lot it. of this on my desk. Oh, <laughs> this is a what? This was good last year. This is an RG three bar. Ooh, the RG three bar. But we talked about this guy on Sunday. He's a matchup based guy going forward, and this was a tough matchup against the Chargers. We talked about this when we were setting our quarterback rankings. That the Chargers are deceptively good against quarterbacks over the last month. So. There's going to be times where RG3 is not going to have the matchup, and there's there's just baffling things. He's getting right there. He's getting a lot of balls knocked down. If you've noticed, a, a lot of the deflections at the line of scrimmage, he doesn't look very crisp running the ball there. He's slipping on the field. That field, I'm telling you, if they don't keep that field in shape, bench him for good. All right, so matchup base started for him. 
Uh, this is a candy I would want to trade with somebody who might like this because this is a Ryan Matthews candy Ooh. bar. This, you, you had a great opportunity to trade Ryan Matthews a couple weeks ago. He came off those two big weeks, then he had the bye. You had 10 days to try to pedal him off to somebody else. Back against the Redskins on Sunday, just three and a half fantasy points. Back to being the guy who's splitting carries with Danny Woodhead. Woodhead is still the better weapon in that backfield. You can still potentially trade Matthews fast, but it's going to be tough. He teased us. He teased us all. In three of his last four games, he had some pretty good numbers, and we all bought into it for a week. And you now we know what? It's almost like Shanahan against in San Diego, right? Danny Woodhead was the better running back yesterday. Danny Woodhead is probably the better running back, as you say, from a fantasy perspective, even though Ryan Matthews is the starter. All right, a couple pieces of candy left in here. And this is, oh, wait a minute. I know what this is. There you go. This is your favorite, Frabs. It's an Alex Smith bar. Ooh. Congratulations. Yeah, Alex Smith. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you something right now. I can promise everyone out there, I will never, ever, as Chris Jericho would say, promote Alex Smith as a starter again. Every time Alex Smith has a good matchup, he flops. It's like five fantasy points, six fantasy points. And then when you don't expect him to have a good game against a tough defense, all of a sudden he scores 20 fantasy points. But you know what, Alex Smith? So you drop him? Yes. I, I don't want anything to do with Alex Smith ever again in so fantasy. So you're getting rid of that Never. candy? This candy right here is about as worthless as you can get when you need a quarterback. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, wow. Gone. They're starving children who have enjoyed a nice it's Alex Smith. It's still got the wrapper on it. I'm going to get this last well, one. We've been one struggling, more. Go Jason. Let me go ahead. And grab, oh, it's the Seahawks D. Wonderful. Now, of course, they disappointed us because they allowed, you know, they scored only three points for you. But this is a defense. You start each and every every week. Here's the thing that I have the most trouble with with, with uh, Seattle here. You allowed Timothy Wright to do this. You allowed Mike James to do this. <laughs> I benched all these guys. So I, did, I, I love Tim Wright. I want to I want to start him each every week, but I go and he's going up against Seattle at home. So I'm like, bench. I love Mike Glennon. I played him a couple times. Bench. And they went out, and they were so good. That's what disappoints me. Now, the Tim Tebow tapes worked well for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. that jump pass and throw it into the end when zone. When Shiano's at the SEC next year, he can call <laughs> out those plays again. <laughs> All right, straight ahead. We're done with candy, everybody. We'll have an early look at the waiver wire. Everyone's going to rush out to get Riley Cooper, but is there another wideout you should nab before him? And if you went against the Jets running back Sunday, you experienced agony and ivory. We'll also look at Sunday's top performers and tell you if they're just a one-hit wonder. Live together in perfect harmony with us on NFL Fantasy Live. 2014 Pro Bowl balloting presented by McDonald's is open for the first time ever. The Pro Bowl is unconferenced. Vote for the best players regardless of conference then. Pro Football Hall of Famers Jerry Rice, who will be on the show with us tomorrow, and Deion Sanders will draft their teams as alumni captains. Vote now online and on your mobile device at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl ballot. Yes, let's look at the top performers, and it counts. Nick Foles. Is that Marv Albert or Wolf Blitzen? Wolf Blitzen. Yes, it was Wolf Blitzen, <laughs> who announces football games. Nick Foles, number one on that list with over 40 fantasy points. Andre Johnson, over 40 fantasy points. Riley Cooper, Tom Brady, T.Y. Hilton. But look at Zach Stacy's name on this list, nearly 30 fantasy points. And Michael Fabiano, I got to say, I salute you and the St. Louis Rams for while they're playing a game that's nip-tuck with the Tennessee Titans, they take time 
timeout to salute you for mentioning Zach Stacy. Well, I saluted Zach Stacy. I said that I was really happy to have him. I think I have him on four fantasy teams. And the Rams came back and said, you're welcome. I wonder if they did that from the sideline. I'm pretty sure somebody was on the sideline right during the middle of the action and said, hey, look, let, let's give Fabs a shout-out there. Yeah, it was Jeff uh, Fisher and saying, yeah. let's do a oh, – wait, wait, hang on. Call timeout. I got a text. Uh, I got a text. Hang on. Yeah. You know, it, wasn't, it wasn't Daryl Richardson, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> how valuable is he going forward? Right now he's a borderline one. Look how good he's been over the last several weeks. And what impresses me more than those – awesome L.A. Ram throwback jerseys is the fact of the matter is two of the games were against really good run defenses, the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks, and he made good against the Tennessee Titans. We said yesterday on NFL Fantasy Live, Adam Rank and I had him as a sleeper, but you know what, Adam? He has now graduated. This guy's a stud. Yeah, I can't put him on ranks 11 anymore, so Godspeed, Zach Stacy. We enjoyed having him. <laughs> You're on your own. He's in his own solo project now. And if you squinted, it kind of looked like the Super Bowl a little bit with the uniforms. Now, how about Chris <laughs> Johnson, other side of the coin, had his job threatened, Akbar. What kind of motivation is that for Chris Johnson to have the day he had? Well, that's big in the locker room. I don't care how big of a name you are in that locker room when you know that there's somebody behind you that's threatening your position. When the coach comes out and says, hey, look, we're going to give Sean Green a lot of touches, it brings the A game out of you. If you're a competitor and you're playing in the National Football League, you're going to respond the way Chris Johnson did with 26 touches for 170 yards. He put up 29 fantasy points. He looked like the Chris Johnson of old, and he did it because he was more patient in hitting the hole, and boy, was he explosive. Adam Rank, you couldn't quit Tom Brady, which turned out to be a great thing for you. Absolutely. People will look back at this week as the one that Tom Brady turned his season around, and they might credit Rob Gronkowski there for his ability or Danny Amendola staying healthy and catching that ball right there. But when you look deeper, you realize it was NFL Fantasy Live not quitting on Tom Brady, which made the difference. He saw what we did for him on Friday. I'm sure he was emotionally moved and said, if NFL Fantasy Live cannot quit me, I cannot quit them. I will have my best game of the season. Unfortunately, he's on a bye next week. I want to play But you're good with him going forward? Absolutely. All right, Riley Cooper, Akbar, you've been high on him for a while. Yeah, I have. And I I think now I'm probably going to even get higher on Coop because he has Nick Foles throwing him the ball. You know, say what you want, but I'm I'm telling you now that quarterbacks have their favor, and it's obvious to me that when you look at Nick Foles, he was looking for Riley Cooper all the time, and you saw him. And that's seven touchdowns. Riley Cooper had three of them, and he was open. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have the ability. So, Riley Cooper, if you're looking for maybe that mid-tier flex guy to put in your on your lineup during the bye week, target Riley Cooper if he has Nick Foles throwing him the ball. Yeah, I like how Foles could even run that in, but he said, no, no, I'm still going to yeah, throw it. He's going for the I record. got you. I got you. You're my boy. <laughs> Here's your 11 through 20 fantasy players on this list. Guys with big days, Aaron Dobson, who you saw, uh, B-roll of him there catching that big pass. Russell Wilson to Sean Jackson. Mike James, a guy who just missed getting on this list with nearly 25 fantasy points was Chris Ivory and Ivory had a day yesterday yes it was against the New Orleans Saints but you can tell guys the offense is flowing now towards Chris Ivory and away from Bilal Powell 58 overall touches the last three games for Chris Ivory compared to 26 for Powell hopefully you held on to Chris Ivory you were patient because now with less wear and tear on him Fabs he's going to be the bell cow going forward the colder weather the Jets are going to ride him 20-25 carries a game Chris Ivory was the guy that I thought would break out back in the preseason, and then he really didn't do anything up until the last couple of weeks. But i got to be honest with you, Jason. I still don't trust him. I need to see more from Chris Ivory. I need to see more of these kind of performances because last week when they played against the Bengals, we all said Chris Ivory, Chris Ivory, and Bilal Powell had more carries. That Jets backfield is very much like Shanahanigans. (laughs) 
Ivory's the guy to own right now, but beware. How about the Bills' backfield? Suddenly, C.J. Spiller came up with a big game. C.J. Spiller, can you believe it? He gave a, they gave him a week Ooh. off. The ankle healed up at least a little bit, and he had over 100 rushing yards on the day. So moving forward, we're looking at this being Why a so split bad, committee bro? Like with C.J. Spiller and Freddie Jackson. At least C.J. Spiller now has fantasy value, right? You can play him, whereas you couldn't up until Sunday. No, and it was a great match, or it was a poor matchup for him, too. So I kind of left him on the bench. But I don't want to talk about that too much. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. It hurts right here. It hurts right here. It hurts here and here because yeah. he let me down. All right, let's take a look at the players who are going to be on a bye this week. These are players you're going to be replacing oh, on your roster. I don't know if you're replacing Alex Smith if you're starting. Isn't him, that but... amazing? The Chiefs defense. The Case Keenum for Tom Brady. Player. Yeah. Case Keenum. Jordan Cameron, Stephen Ridley, Josh Gordon, Aaron Dobson. Week 10 buys. Cleveland, Kansas City, New England, and the New York Jets. But these are the guys coming back. Peyton Manning coming back as we wish best wishes to John Fox and his recovery, and best of luck to Jack Del Rio sitting in while Fox does recover. You get all your Broncos weapons back. You get Colin Kaepernick, Frank Gore, Reggie Bush returned. So does Eli Manning. Remember, these are some big firepower guys you were out on last week. Now, if you're replacing people as well, follow this. This is Michael Fabiano's waiver wire targets for Week 10. Marvin Jones still owning just over 50% of leagues, but guys like Andre Ellington, Andre Brown, who's coming back from an injury fez. People forgot about Andre Brown. Yeah, this is a very, very, very in-your-face reminder to pick up Andre Brown. How many times in Week 10 are there starting caliber running backs on the waiver wire. It's not very often. And Andre Brown scored 10 touchdowns in 10 games last season. He's not durable, but he can get you some fantasy so points. So, in other words, it's like Christmas early. Go out and get him. It's right like now. Christmas yeah. early. Yeah. The, two guys ahead of, the two guys that he's got to compete with were on the couch like three weeks ago in Brandon Jacobs and Peyton Hillis. He's going to be the starter there. All right, one guy to go pick up as well is Timothy Wright in Seattle. Whether he's catching passes from quarterbacks or running backs, Rank, he's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's been pretty good. This is a guy that we were on a couple of weeks ago and we've started to play him and started to talk about him a lot. And it looks like Mike Glennon has really started to trust him. And that's the big thing you're talking about. Quarterbacks have their favorites, you know. Mike Glennon has shown that he really likes going to his tight end. He looks out, he sees him. He was the most targeted receiver for the Buccaneers yesterday. And I expect that to continue going forward. So if you're in one of those situations where you're uh, where your tight end's on a bye, you're battling some injuries. Timothy Wright's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, I'm still looking for a tight end. I'm going to try to pick him up this week if I can. Kobe Fleener was okay for me, but not great, and he's been good for the last few weeks. How about uh, Mike James, Fabs? We thought he could have a big game last week. Turns out he just had to wait until he faced the best defense in the NFL. That was a crazy game. Other than the outcome, like, everything went completely wrong. The Buccaneers had some guys who put up some very good numbers, and Mike James was one of them. 158 rushing yards and a passing touchdown. And guess three plays coming up guys the Miami Dolphins and that's part of the reason why I like Giovanni Bernard so much last week because their run defense is atrocious Mike James is going to be an RB2 coming up this week and he's still available in a lot of leagues and he could throw a touchdown for you no doubt about it yeah, maybe 70 80 yards this time he's versatile Andre Ellington, you want to talk about versatile. I can't believe he is still on the waiver wire. And we talk about this all the time, guys. Look ahead. Just because a guy is on a bye, don't ignore him fantasy-wise. Go out and get him so you can have him for the rest of the season. Ellington clearly is the number one guy now ahead of Richard Mendenhall. You look at his breakout game a week ago, and still people waited to pick him up. Go get him. Even if he's on a bye, he's still valuable. He's one of those eyeball test guys that if you watch the Cardinals play, you see that he is the best player on the field for them, at least from the running back position. So you got to have him in your lineup. 
All right, Case Keenum, Akbar, and, and of course, best wishes and recovery to Gary Kubiak, uh, who hopefully gets back to uh, football very soon. No matter what, Akbar, as he heard about what Case Keenum did on Sunday night, he's got to have a smile on his face. Yeah, absolutely, and everyone has to be proud of Case Keenum and his and the effort that he put out in this game. I mean, he came out and had a game. I mean, this kid is a gamer. Going back from his college days, he's one of those guys that you could probably overlook because of his height. But one thing I know is this, when you put this kid in a shotgun, you give him three to four wide receivers out there and let him throw. If he sees the opening, he's showing his ability right there. He has that athleticism. Something totally different than what they had in Matt Schaub. I like Case Keenum moving forward. I'm going to continue to promote this kid because this kid can play. I've seen him in college. I'm telling you, this kid is going to make fantasy owners very proud. Let me just say one thing. I've been in this business for a long time, 15 years. Years. That was one of the boldest predictions to come true that I've ever seen anyone make. I appreciate that. Thank you. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And now you're going to buy him lunch? Uh, yes, I, I got lunch. Yeah, and you, I know you're going to hold me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Michael Fabiano will have all of his big start and sit recommendations on Wednesday's show, which is free for you. Not so much for me because I have to buy him lunch to get him to recommend me a flex play. <laughs> Depends up, where you take me. <laughs> Later in the show, Adam Rank will open his therapy couch as he singles out the players who help no one during Sunday's action. Rank's like Dr. Oz, except his hands aren't as sterile. <laughs> And we'll spotlight the players with the most targets and touches from Week 9, which will help you be more discerning when it comes to picking up free agents this week. This is NFL Fantasy Live. It's all about opportunities in fantasy football. Which players were the biggest parts of their team's game plans? We'll break down all of Sunday's most used players coming up. Plus, as Bill Walton would say, where is Ray Rice? Yet another subpar performance for the Ravens' rush of Sunday. What should his fantasy owners do? And strike up the band, because that... And that, and that helped absolutely no one. Our countdown of the week's least helpful fantasy scores are just ahead. This is NFL Fantasy Live. We're getting you caught up on all the fantasy headlines for week nine here on NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy show of the National Football League. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano going to take a look at some fantasy disappointments from week nine. Players you plugged in your lineup, hope for big points for, and you didn't get them. The Seahawks defense against Tampa's offense, it should have been a feeding frenzy. It was not. DeMarco Murray barely carried the football. Alex Smith had a great matchup, gave you less than six fantasy points. And there's Des Bryant, Fabs, under seven fantasy points. I know because you expect so much from him. This is one of those cases where if Des had a bad game, I let it go because I know how good he is. Des Bryant is one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in fantasy football right there with Calvin Johnson. We all have a bad day, Jason. And Des Bryant had a bad day yesterday against the Minnesota Vikings. I am not concerned about him whatsoever. The targets were still there. What about Ray Rice? How concerned are you about him? I am a little bit more concerned about Ray Rice than I am about Des Bryant. Ray Rice is not seeing enough carries. The offensive line is not opening holes in the line of scrimmage for him to run the football through. Yesterday, the Ravens fell behind. They abandoned the run. They had to throw the ball, trying to erase a deficit. Ray Rice, I would have to say, has now surpassed C.J. Spiller as the biggest bust in fantasy football right now. So what are you doing? You're still playing him because he's Ray Rice. You have to. Is he a flex? You have to play him regardless if he's a two or a flex. He's a guy you still have to play. You drafted him in the first round, but... This has not been a good season for Ray Rice, for the Ravens' offense. They're throwing the ball more than they're running it, and not surprisingly, they're not winning games. All right, time now to send it over to Adam and Akbar with more news from around the league. Guys? Thanks, Jason. Jason, him too. Both of those guys. (laughs) Let's take a look at our top injuries from Week 9, and some big names will appear on this list. And, of course, Arian Foster with the back injury. 
Darren McFadden once again out with a hamstring injury. Terrell Pryor, who was a sneaky good quarterback sleeper this past week, is out with a knee injury. Darren Sproles and Julius Thomas did not practice. Yeah, that's a little scary, especially for that Broncos offense. But the fact is that they still have a lot of weapons that they can utilize in this offense. So, you know, we'll just sit there and monitor the situation. Okay, how about a deep sleeper? I'm not talking about just the top of the surface. I'm go, go deep. You know, four years ago, my buddy Keith Miller put me on to Case Keenum, and I told the world this week about Case Keenum. I've got a guy that I'm bringing to you, and it's Mike Brown. You know about Cecil Shorts there. He's going to be getting a lot of targets over there with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but with Justin Blackman now suspended indefinitely, this is a very good deep sleeper here. He's put up 10-plus fantasy points back-to-back weeks, and I think that all of a sudden now the quarterbacks are going to start to find other guys outside of Case Keenum, excuse me, outside of Cecil Shorts to throw the ball to. And I think when you look at Mike Brown and his ability to play, I think he could be a sneaky, sneaky sleeper. You just can't stop talking about Case no, Keenum. I know. It's, just, it's all over my head. It's all in your brain. A deep sleeper that I like is C.J. Anderson in Denver because with the Broncos running situation, Sean Moreno hasn't been able to carry the load for a full season since 2010. So if you need, if you have a little bit of extra space like on it. your bench, you can go ahead and just stash in there. Yeah, see, that, that's a good one. Because Monty Bowles there too, but I just don't feel like he's come up and really taken control of that job. That's no? a good one. Yes that's or no? One. I like, like it. it. I like it. Is I it a crazy it. play? I, actually, I, I like okay, it. Okay, just because you had Case Keenum. All right. <laughs> now, coming up, were you pleading for Freddie Morris to get that goal line carry that went to a guy you never heard of? Well, we'll cry in our beer together as we sing out the players who help no one. That's coming up next. And Queen is in for the touchdown. Stacey drives forward. He's in. Touchdown run. holds on for a nice catch. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every week on NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who amass the most targets every week and the running backs whose total touches that week merit attention. Hopefully, this helps you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency and which ones are just a passing fancy. You can check it out at NFL.com slash targets. Sean Green certainly is someone. There was a lot of interest in him last week when he was named, not the really the starter, but he was going to get 15 carries a game. Didn't quite get that fabs on Sunday, but still gave you a good fantasy game. He had 10 touches. He got in the end zone. Sean Green is a valuable guy going forward because when they get inside the red zone, he's going to get all the carries. Yes, Chris Johnson had a big game, but don't think Sean Green doesn't have value here. He should be owned, especially if you have Chris Johnson as a handcuff, but I just don't like leaning on running backs who, if they don't score a touchdown, give you three or four fantasy points. Yeah, and, and that hurts you. I mean, because all of a sudden you're holding on to this guy thinking that you're going to get those type of value and you don't get them. Yeah, especially with the bye weeks the next couple weeks. Afterwards, maybe his value decreases, but at least the next couple weeks, if you're looking to replace guys, Sean Green's a guy to own. Danny Woodhead, 16 touches in week nine. I think that whole wrestling match between he and Ryan Matthews is over, at least for the time being. Well, it is because when you look at the way they use Danny Woodhead, totally different than the way they use Ryan Matthews. Of course, they can use him as a third down back because he has flexibility. He gives you options. You saw them run him on screens. You saw them run him on draw plays. And going up against a 5'8 running back is very difficult, especially because he can hide very high, very well behind those big offensive linemen, and he'll gash you and get points. And he nearly had the touchdown at the end of regulation. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, oh, the pylon. Nine catches from a running back, that's just PPR gold right there. Yeah, he's a great flex play going forward. So those are a couple running backs we wanted to talk about. Now, let's look at the targets, the wide receivers and the pass catchers who had big days on Sunday. Some names you're not surprised about. Jimmy Graham's on this list. Andre Johnson's up there. Keenan Allen's been great. Des Bryant didn't have 
have a great game, but still saw a lot of attention. But, uh, you know, you take a look at a guy like Lance Morfabs, who was just off this list. He had 10 targets, and with everything going on in New Orleans, what kind of value does he have now? He could be the number one guy. He should be owned in all leagues with 12 or more teams at this point. Drew Brees is his quarterback. He had a 1,000-yard season a couple of years ago. Lance Moore is not consistent. That's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of the Saints wide receivers over the year, except for, of course, Marcus Colston, who has done a Houdini act in 2013. <laughs> Copperfield. But when Drew Brees is your quarterback, you're going to have some value. Well, I'll, I'll tell you about another Houdini guy, and that's Dwayne Bolt. Dwayne Bolt oh, is he, cool. He's, he's David Blaine. Oh, yeah, yeah he's David Blaine. He's good. Yeah. He's really good. And I wouldn't trust these 12 targets that you saw Dwayne Bolt get because when you look at the way, I mean, it's hit or miss when it comes to Dwayne Bolt. But more importantly, the 12 targets, Look at what he did with it. He only caught about seven of those balls, and so he had a lot of drop passes, catches that he was supposed to make, he didn't make. He doesn't factor into this offense like you think he would. I think McCluster and Donnie Avery, and of course, when you look at uh, Dwayne Bowe, he's third behind Jamal Charles and Donnie Avery in receiving yards, so those guys are the ones they're targeting in the passing When game. you have that many targets and you score 6.7 fantasy That's a shame. points. That, that tells yeah, you yeah, that's yeah. A shame. all you need to know about Dwayne Bowe. Yeah. You think you can do the levitation, though, and just do the whole thing? Look, you got to do it in a corner. You do that? Yeah. Oh, right, that's right. Yeah, in a dark corner. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Magician secrets revealed. Now to reveal who helped nobody this week, let's send it over to Adam Rank. Thanks, Jason. You're talking about Chris Angel, not David Blaine. But anyways, let's take a look back at those unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started. It's a tearjerker from some curtain jerkers. A segment we like to call That Helps No One. Let's go to the video, and we start in Buffalo, where it's tool time, and he's looking, and he's got to be going to dancing Stevie Johnson. See, I said, what? That's a track star. It's a track star? Yeah. Who is it? It's Marquise Goodwin. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even Bobby. And look at his dancing. You know who dances better? You do, Akbar. Yes. And watch this. Look, there he is, Stevie Johnson. He was, I guess, sort of open. He know. Why wouldn't you force it into double coverage? And that helps no one. Dallas, our spidey senses are tingling. Throw it away so you can go to Adrian Bell. Christian Ponder, why wouldn't you run it in yourself? You guys are hating on me. Why would you want to give it to the best running back in fantasy football when the guy who is married to Samantha Ponder will just take it himself? He's just rubbing the salt into the wounds now. I'm he gets the girl, he gets the points. Whatever, she's married now. She changed her oh. name, Akbar. Quit changing. All right, enough of this because <laughs> that helps no one. Washington, I think we're, we know where we're going with this. Uh, hey, Freddie Morris was open right there, but nope. Here it is, Daryl Young, not once. Oh, what happened to Roy Hallou? There is, yeah, right. Even oh. the Roy Hallou owners are sitting here upset <laughs> with Mike Shanahan right there. There's number two for Daryl Young. We haven't been this mad at a guy whose last name was Young since Neil Darrell. Young. Darrell. Darrell Young. Neil Young made fun of Alabama. Another one. But we're not going to write a song about this guy because that's the overtime one. You can't even pick him up on our game because that helps no one. <laughs> Seattle, every time Mike Glenn is back to pass, we're thinking, pick six, Seattle D. Pick six. And no. Taquan wow. Underwood, of course. Why wouldn't it be Taquan Underwood? He's sitting there taking all those points from Vincent Jackson, Timothy Wright, all those guys. Look, watch, Seattle's not even going to cover him. He's just really like, doing Why are we, why are we covering him? And you know what? I'm talking long just so we can see his haircut. There it is. It's kid and play. Two different guys. Yeah, two different guys. That helps no one. Cleveland. 
Jordan Cameron disappointing in this game, but here's a chance for what? No, what? That's what? 82. No, no, no. That is Gary Cameron. Barnage. No, it's not. I don't know why Jordan Cameron was celebrating because just hold on. I love Jordan you. Cameron. He's you open. Love me. He's hoping. Realize who is going to get your fantasy points. Hey! All right, here are your That Helps No One All-Stars for the week. A bunch of guys. Is there anybody, anybody here, Michael Fabiano, you would even consider? Rashad Jennings, no doubt about it, because Darren McFadden is hurt. Timothy Wright, we were all wrong on him yesterday. Pick him up if he's available in your league, and it looks like he's available in a lot of leagues. And oh, by the way, you can now pick up Daryl Young if you want to. He's a running back in our game. I wouldn't suggest it, though. Goodness, why? Because he plays for the Redskins. That's why. I've Maisie heard from you and Shane Hannity. enough of that. USC. Now, remember, if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag. That helps no one when you see a fantasy score. That helps no one. Now, drum roll, please. It's time for your Week 9 That Helps No One Award winner of the week. Drum roll was too early. But you knew it was going to be this guy, Mike Shanahan. He's 19 points. That's actually Daryl Young's points. And don't do that again. Wow. And I understand. That's his face is Freddie right Morris he just had 19 him. points, but that would have been a 38-point day. But anyways, yeah. disappointing. That's a lot of people. Day. Mike Shanahan, coming up next, school is in session. We go, over, we go over everything we learned in Week 9, NFL Fantasy Live. It's coming right back. Ten years ago, we took you inside the NFL like never before. Now we look back at the effect NFL Network has had on America and the game itself. The NFL Network 10th Anniversary Special, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. Guys, that time of the week, we go over what we learned for Week 9. So, Akbar, kick it off. What would you learn this week? Well, for me, I think is that Nick Foles can start for you. I mean, if you had... Michael Vick on your roster, and he's the guy that you look and put faith into. Of course, with his injury, you said, boy, I need another quarterback out there. And you're maybe a little concerned about Nick Foles. You know, a couple weeks ago, had that bad game. But he's also put up some big games. But I think he's starting to mature in this offense. He seems to be right for this Chip Kelly's offense that we were that was highly touted coming into this game. And when you saw the way he looked for, for Riley Cooper, Deshaun Jackson, he was on point. I mean, I, I want to take a look at the board here and look at his numbers. I mean, a top performer 45.64 points that's a lot of points for a young quarterback I don't care what you think you can call it a fool maybe he's not going to ever get 45 points again ever but I think that you can see him getting some 20s and 30s in his in his future yeah, and what you see? A guy that can throw the ball deep much more accurately than Michael Vick can. Absolutely. This is why Nick Foles has that job. This week, I learned the big lesson in fantasy. If a player demands the football, you start them that week. After week one, Mike Wallace said, I need the football. Had his best fantasy week of the year, week two. After week two, Antonio Brown said, I need the football. Had his best fantasy week of the year, week three. Frank Gore said, I can't have 9-11 carries a game. He's been the best, best running back in fantasy. Yes. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, he says, I need the ball. Pierre Garçon says, look, if we stink at Passing, we stink at passing. I get separation. What happened on Sunday? Over 15 fantasy points from Pierre Garcon in his Major League Baseball. Steve Howe, last chance to start for me in my lineup. He has earned another week because look, when a guy wants the ball, you got to play. Which him. one of Steve Howe's chances? Uh, yeah, he had seven. He had right? like ten of them. Eight. Let's take a look at the uh, targets and touches board for week nine. Pierre Garcon had a lot of attention this week. Some other guys had big days as well. We talked about Jimmy. Gra- uh, we talked about Dwayne Bow earlier in the show. Keenan Allen is someone, Rank, you were on him four weeks ago when it was who was Keenan Allen, and suddenly right. now he's a guy that's a must-start every week. 18 fantasy points, hooking up with Phillip Rivers there against the Washington Redskins, and he's clearly become the number one target there. It's not even close. Yeah. All right, Fabs, what did you learn? 
I learned that I will never, ever, even if Alex Smith has the best matchup in the world, promote Alex Smith as a fantasy starter. Because all he does is break your heart. You know the character Lucy in Peanuts where she's holding the ball for Charlie Brown and Charlie Brown trusts that she's going to keep it there and he tries to kick it, she lifts it up, and he ends up on his rear end? That's what happens to fantasy owners when they start Alex Smith. You think you can trust him, but you can't. You end up on your fantasy keister. I don't care how good the matchup. We're talking fantasy football here, Akbar. It's NFL Fantasy Live. You can't trust Alex Smith. He scores less than six fantasy points against one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League. He'll put up a good number against a a really good defense and sort of tease you. But nine times out of ten, he's going to pull that football up from you, and you're going to fall on your butt. So would you rather have Jake Locker or Case Keenum, who's on the waiver wire? I would much rather have Jake Locker. And to be honest with you, I'd much rather have Case Keenum our friend uh, yeah, Akbar yeah, Bajabia who may as well be the fantasy uh, edition of, Vers- of Nostradamus, <laughs> predicting that. Yeah, let, I'd let rather me, have him, too. Think. Case Keenum, for sure, over Alex Smith, no doubt about it. All right, and yeah. after, after the show, we'll go kick footballs with Fabiano. Yeah. <laughs> Just get video of it and see. Go ahead, Fabs, kick it. I got you. You're all right. All right, Rank, what would you learn this week? I've learned that Mike Shanahan... Hates your fantasy team. That's right. He hates. I don't know why I'm saying he just. I just learned this because we've known for quite some time. I'm going to ask him. No, 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 I know for sure. We okay. talk about this. He just texted me and said, yep, hate your fantasy team. <laughs> you know who else did this week, too, was RG3, a tough matchup against the San Diego Chargers. The Chargers have allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points over the last month heading into this game, and you saw them being very active against RG3. A lot of deflections at the line of scrimmage really held RG3 in check right there. You saw them get in on the read option here, not letting them get loose. So let's take a look at some of the other disappointing guys from week nine, Jordan Cameron. All right, that's your one bagel. But from now on, you got to continue to score mucho fantasy points. Ray Rice continue to, continues to be a disappointment. I think there's something else going on there. And, of course, some other big names included in that list, Alex Smith. You know, one thing you worry about Jordan Cameron is that every time there's a new quarterback, and Akbar, you talk about this a lot, they pick their favorites. We see that Riley Cooper's a favorite of Nick Foles, and right now Jordan Cameron, not a favorite of Jason Campbell's. Well, he went to him a couple of weeks ago, so I will give him one chance. And we saw him, that helps no one. He did go for Gary Barnage, which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> if he would have waited, <laughs> yeah. just a tick later, Jordan Cameron was open. He needs to look at that stuff for us. All right, coming up tomorrow, Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice knows a thing or two about catching passes. He joins us in studio to chat about his upcoming fantasy-style Pro Bowl player draft. NFL Fantasy Live returns Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.